The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to a very refreshing hour of business talk. This is Startup Focus with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. You'll hear from the innovators who know how to use game-changing technologies to shake up the status quo with big data and real-time and predictive analytics from the consumer to the enterprise. Learn how to help your organization move in exciting new directions. Here's your host, Bonnie D. Graham. Hello, hello. If you want to run with the Game Changers, you're in the right place. Today's buzz, you got to do the legwork. Let me tell you about it. You have a brilliant idea. You've well-researched it. The marketplace absolutely needs your service, your product. You've recruited, you've inspired, you've engaged a really savvy core team. You've got a healthy stream of startup funding. What else is there? Duh, you have to tell people about it. It doesn't add up to anything unless you, guess what, pound the pavement. In the old days, that meant putting on the shoes, the boots, walking the streets, knocking door to door, looking for a job or money or customers. Today, it's a little more civilized. We're talking about working the room at events and conferences. Why? So your business can get the attention of the right people at the right company at the right time. Yes. So are you ready to learn how today's successful startups are doing it? Live from TechEd, I have an amazing panel of three really smart people. We're going to pick their brains. Hopefully their feet aren't too tired from pounding the pavement in Vegas. Let's hear from some words of wisdom from my panelists today. They sent me these interesting quotes. First, I'll read the quotes. Then I'll introduce their bios, long bios. So put your seatbelt on and then we'll find out what they meant by their quotes. So first on the panel today is Kent's Anderson. He's the optimized founder, very clever spelling, we'll do that later, founder and CEO. He quotes none other than Phil Jackson, the former head coach of the Chicago Bulls. Okay, all you Phil Jackson fans, here it comes. Let the game come to you. I know that applies deeply to pounding the pavement at events. We'll find out from Kent's in just about a minute what that means. Also on the panel today is Sam Bat, B-H-A-T, in case you're wondering, the founder of United Software Associates. And he says... The most important thing, in my opinion, is to decide in advance what you want from any conference and just go after that. Now, here are the words, real words of wisdom from Sam. Shaking hands with everyone you bump into, handing out all your business cards, and boring them with your thing is just not going to cut it. I think we need to pay attention to that. Sam will explain a little more in a few minutes. And rounding out the panel is Robert Kapanen, SAP Startup Focus Head of Global Market Enablement. He knows because he works with all these startups, and he's says, people first. 
Even at a tech conference, the interactions are all about, you guessed it, people. Yes, it's business, but it's always more fun working with real humans. You mean we're allowed to have fun while we're pounding the pavement? Interesting perspective, Robert. So join us for Pounding the Pavement from Pitch to Positioning. And a shout-out to Michelle Hickey for helping with that wonderful alliteration. And please tweet your comments and questions to hashtag SAP Radio. I am Bonnie D. Graham. We are live. It's Thursday, October 24th, and you're listening to Startup Focus. With Game Changers presented by SAP. Now, let me tell you who my guests are. Amazing bios. Listen to this. First up is Kent Anderson. I'll spell his first name K E N C E. That's a new one for me. He's the founder and CEO of Optimize. Kent is a startup veteran from the advertising technology space. He was trained as a mechanical engineer, but he turned to the software world. Where did he start? Of course, at IBM, and that he cut his teeth at a string of ad tech startups. He built and launched the first app store for the display advertising industry at Flight, F-L-I-T-E, and then he started Optimize. I'll let him tell you more when we bring him on, but I'll give you a clue. Kent is a jazz musician, and he believes... Entrepreneurship is a lot like playing jazz. You have to be able to improvise. How are you today, Ken Sanderson, and welcome to the show. I'm doing great. Thanks, Bonnie. How is Vegas? Oh, it's great. It's Vegas. <laughs> are your feet tired yet from pounding the pavement, Ken? They, they indeed are. Okay, we'll find out more, and we'll get, get all the jazz from Kent when we come back. Thank you. Sam Batt has over 25 years of experience in building and managing successful businesses in a global environment. Serial entrepreneur Sam has founded successful companies like United Software Associates, which is a captive tech service provider of dealer track technologies, and he'll tell us the history later. He also co-founded Nationwide India in 1996. Sam was recently awarded a patent. I'll read the number. for his invention, the Enterprise Responder for Emergencies and Disasters. It's in its beta stage now. Sam Batt, welcome to Startup Focus with Game Changers. How are you today? Thank you, Bonnie. Glad to be here. Yeah, I'm good. Good. How's Vegas treating you? Are you tired yet? Well, you know, look, uh, I meet uh, a lot of people who have uh, lost money. Yesterday, uh, I met someone (laughs) and I told him, look, probably... If you are unlucky in gambling, you'll be lucky in life. And, you know, he felt a little better, so I don't gamble, so it's been going on good. (laughs) Well, you know something? If you think about it, investing in startups is a gamble, but when you have smart people like you and Kent and Robert, not so much of a gamble. It sounds like a good investment. We'll talk more, Sam. Thank you for that real perspective from Vegas. Robert Capen and I'm going to take a sip of water here, getting so excited talking to all of you. Mm. Robert is head of global market enablement for the SAP Startup Focus Program. He's an attorney. That means he's really smart about things that startups need to know. He's also a seasoned Silicon Valley leader with a track record of delivering high-impact results in large and small companies. His role at SAP entails working with, guess what, people like Ken and Sam, a growing portfolio of high-potential big data startups to enable their marketing success with solutions running on, trumpets please, SAP HANA. Robert Kapanen, how are you today? Very good, thank you. Good. How is Vegas treating you, Robert? I'm enjoying it thoroughly, and I still have my voice, and I still have energy, so that's pretty good. (laughs) That's very good. Thank you. So let's go back. We're going to dissect these quotes one at a time. Kent Anderson, you quoted Phil Jackson. I assume you're a Chicago Bulls fan. Maybe, maybe not. Let the game come to you. How does this apply to the concept of pounding the pavement at business events? And we're specifically referencing tech ed today. Kent, talk to me. Sure. Um, you know, when I 
you know, a long time ago. I used to, when I used to go to conferences and and think I needed to meet everybody and you know, like uh, you know, talk to everyone and give them my pitch and have them listen to me. And it, you know, it's it's pretty exhausting and it's actually not that effective. I think what Phil Jackson was saying to Michael Jordan, he was this phenomenal talent. I'm actually a Boston Celtics fan, but um, okay, but. Uh, He's a phenomenal talent, and I think he was trying to get him to see that um, you need to see what's happening in the game and stop trying to force things to happen and just see what's happening and respond to it. That's when you can find openings and opportunities. And honestly, the best contacts that I've made here at TechEd and at previous con- uh, conferences is uh, people that just happen to be sitting next to. You know, I'm sitting, sitting next to him at lunch, uh, standing, talking next to him, strike up a conversation. I mean, not everyone's in the market for what you're selling, but... Uh, if you really talk to the person next to you, you end up with with kind of better outcomes than trying to meet everyone. Very interesting. So that is literally by proximity, letting the game come to you. You know, they they do some, sometimes something like a a warm up or an icebreaker at big events. Kent, I'm sure we've all been to them where they'll say, "Turn to the person next to you on your left and shake hands and make eye contact and say hello. My name is." And every of course the room fills with the din of everybody saying my name is. Nobody can hear. Then turn to the person on your right. So you're saying guilt by proximity is really a good way to meet people in more of a casual. You're saying don't force it. Is that the whole message? Is that's the message. It, don't force it. Yeah, I think that's what we're, we're getting to. Thank you, Kent. Great advice. We'll hear a lot more from you on the rest of the show. Sam Batt, United Software Associates founder. Let me go to the middle of your quote. You say, shaking hands with everyone you bump into, handing out your business cards, and I'm guessing people bring 500, 1,000, 25, you know, whatever the deal of the day is at the local printer, and boring them with your thing is just not going to cut it. So what happens to the hand pumping? Of course, everybody knows proper etiquette for the right kind of business handshake, Sam. We all know that. And the right kind of business cards. I don't know what's fashionable today. What happens to the handshaking and the cards if you're not supposed to do it to everyone? How do you select, Sam? Well, uh, you know, what I think about uh, when you look at a conference, I guess uh, the most important thing is to meet the right people. So if you do a little bit of planning, uh, decide uh, who are the people uh, who can really make a difference or would be interested in what you do, uh, and then, uh, you know, set up appoint, uh, appointments with them or meet up with them. That would really make a difference because, you know, it, what ends up happening is somewhat like, you know, when you buy a ticket to an amusement park, all of the, us have done that. You know, you think that you have to somehow sit on every ride before mm-hmm. the day runs out. And uh, conferences are not like that. I mean, it's not as if you have to meet everyone, go to every session, but it's more important to decide who want who you want to meet and what you want to tell them and hopefully that'll uh, you know get you closer to uh, getting some business or closing deals so i'm hearing you say plan get the attendee list in the beginning prioritize and and how many people do you typically send to an event from united software associates how many people including yourself sam would go to an event like this so that you can get the best coverage and people won't get burned out so fast yeah, but look i mean uh, we are a startup so you know we have to work on a limited budget but uh, typically what we try to do is that if we have a product which is let's say focused on healthcare like it is right now we would uh, look at all the key conferences and then uh, uh, we'll probably send the core employees uh, uh, to these conferences by turn. So everyone gets to uh, attend a conference, uh, get their perspective, and at the same time, I guess, uh, you know, since we love our employees, we want each one of them to have, uh, you know, some kind of a private or a, or a 
kind of a small uh, outing on company staff mm-hmm. as uh, as they attend. So yeah, we, we I think sadly though at some stage uh, the budget runs out, so you know we have to put a stop to it. Okay, well, you got to maximize it before you run out of funds, obviously. Good points. Thank you, Sam. And, Robert, we're going to get you in here before the break. Robert Kapanen from SAP Startup Focus. And you say people first. Even at a tech conference, the interactions are all about people. And then you add, yes, it's business, but it's always more fun working with real humans. Is that as opposed to robots roaming the floor? Robert, talk to me. <laughs> I'm <laughs> in, the, in that sense of, banging people over the head with yes. um, you know particular topics there's so much information flowing around at this tech ed conference it's a fantastic forum with thousands of people uh, thousands of presentations a lot of content people can feel almost you know quite saturated uh, early on in, the, in this that there's so much information um, that's that's very valuable, but there's just also you know tons of information available, tons of classes available. There's also technology uh, with these startups, um, you know, being more on the go-to-market side. We're talking about a lot of you know very innovative solutions and and new business models and new way of looking at things. And so, if you just bang people over the head with all of this content. They're 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 fried and they'll be more fried and this won't be received very well and it's almost like whether you start the the conversation with with you know uh, something you know topical something fun something that makes a connection or you end it with that you almost see the person physically you know show a sign of relief that okay now we're talking about sports now we're talking about weather and now we're talking about you know uh, you know this or that. And it, it facilitates much more open communication, and um, it, it makes it much more personalized. And so, you know, tr- trying to have that connection um, allows, you know, allows basically, you know, building that foundation that um, you can have open discussions, open dialogues, and build a trust that um, you can help them solve their business problems. Sounds like you're talking about building a relationship first. Robert, quick question before we go to break. Do people smile at these events or people heads down? Is it like, pardon the analogy, please, guys, like going to a singles dance and saying, damn, I haven't danced in an hour. I'm really desperate and everybody knows it. What's the attitude and how do you counsel the mood adjustment for the startups you work with, Robert, before they go to a tech event? It's, it's, it's a great point, and, and we, we we try our best on on the, the the coaching and the counseling. But as you know, there's always content experts, and you will pay attention to the content expert because you know they have their goods. But isn't it great um, to have someone that's a really you know good presenter, solid presenter? It makes it easier to parse the information and understand uh, what they're explaining, what they're coming from, um, even using you know analogies. Um, you know, setting the context properly. So it, it's very rare, I find, to find people that have the whole package, the full package, but those are usually the people doing our keynotes. There you go. There you go. Thank you very much, Robert. Guess what? We're up against our first break. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. You're listening to Startup Focus with Game Changers, presented by SAP, live today from TechEd. We're speaking with Kent Anderson, Optimize founder and CEO. We come back. We're going to ask Kent what he's drinking today. Yes, we are. And we're asking a little bit about Optimize and how he came up with that clever spelling. Sam Bat from United Software Associates. Same thing, Sam. You're going to get ready to tell us what you're drinking or what you wish you were drinking or what you're drinking after the show. And Robert Capan and SAP Startup Focus, Head of Global Market Enablement. Robert, we want to know what you're drinking, too. We'll be right back. Don't even think of touching that app, that dial, that mouse. Joel, take us out. 
When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. In today's globalized world, the competition for customers and marketplace has never been fiercer. Emerging technologies, especially those like big data, can help level the playing field and enable everyone from established enterprises to nimble startups to radically change the status quo. The bottom line, if you embrace technology, you can innovate your way to success. Big data is changing the way we live our lives and do business. Learn how with Startup Focus with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Visit www.sap.com. With new companies like yours competing aggressively for top customers, your strategies and tools must level the playing field and position you well against your larger adversaries. Today, you are faced with global competition for both customers and talent that will drive your business. The bottom line, you need to define what's going to set you apart, and you need to embrace innovation in every facet of your company and your brand. Startup Focus with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Visit www.sap.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Listening to Startup Focus with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Email your comments and questions to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet during and after the live show at Twitter hashtag SAPRADIO. Now, let's get back to Startup Focus with Game Changers. We are. I'm still Bonnie, and I'm still talking to Kent, Sam, and Robert. Sounds like a law firm. It really does. I'm going to ask my guests what they're drinking today, and I know the maxim, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. But, hey, guys, tell us something interesting. What time of the day is it there, Kent? It's uh, about one twenty. It's a okay, middle so afternoon. Just a little after lunch and just before high tea by about an hour and a half. So, Ken Sanderson, what are you, yes, I know, what are you drinking today or what do you wish you were drinking at Tech Ed? Kent? You know what, I'm drinking plain old water here, but uh, what I actually miss is uh, every morning I start out with a, a vegetable juice, believe it or not, and uh, that's, that's kind of my energy drink to get me going. You have to give us more. What kind of vegetables? Come on, we want to know your formula for success. Okay, well, you start with some kale, you add a, a green apple, and some celery, you're good to go. Really? Any seasoning? Salt, pepper, Tabasco, Worcestershire, anything? Nope. Just just the veggies and one piece of fruit. It takes some getting used to, but it does actually it does. give you a give you a jolt. Seriously. Uh, I'm I was hearing the jolt all the way through the recipe. Thank you for that. I'm writing it down. Sam Bat, what are you drinking today or what do you miss? Oh, believe it or not, I'm drinking herbal tree uh, I mean herbal tea and uh it's strangely, though, I was kind of reading up on uh, uh, this stuff which I'm drinking, which has a combination of roots and herbs and stuff like that. And uh, someone told me that this was actually uh, the prescribed medicine when uh, you felt tired or you had some aches uh, almost 2,500 years ago. And uh, uh, the best part is that, uh, you know, uh, over the years, when, you know, about 2,000. Uh, Years ago, they used to drink that, and now if you go back to the doctors or, you know, the holistic medicine guys, they will tell you, hey, this is something which is good for you. All the other stuff is invasive, so uh, go back to the roots and herbal 
uh, stuff. So, you know, it's, it's strange that, you know, how things come back to the same thing. Well, the French have a wonderful saying for that, one of my favorites, Sam. It's plus ça change, plus c'est la même chose. The more things change, the more they stay the same. And I think it's like a perpetual loop. It just keeps going around and around and around. What flavor is your herbal tea, Sam? Uh, it has, uh, I would say, lemongrass kind of Ooh. flavor. It has a mix of uh, a few flavors, but that's, I think, the predominant uh, flavor I'm getting. Sounds like a little zing there. And Robert Kapanen, SAP Startup Focus, what are you drinking today, Robert? Right now I'm purely water. It just has to be water. I start my day with diuretics and end my day with other diuretics. And uh, you get completely dehydrated. And Las Vegas is in the middle of a desert and the air is dry. And um, we're talking all day long. And so a wonderful tip I got the other day uh, that I adopted immediately and, and did not look back ever is getting hot water. They generally have the hot water and the big canisters for people to make their tea and then mm-hmm. grab a couple of lemon wedges and just put some lemon into hot water and it really soothes the throat. Um, kind of early in the week, I was already heading for just a worn out throat from the amount of talking and uh, yes. that really, uh, that really, uh, you know, really helped. Really fantastic, uh, simple recipe there. I think we just got three prescriptions for healthy drinks from Kent, Sam, and Robert. Thank you. I didn't know this was a healthy drink recipe show, but we can always uh, subtitle it later on. Thank you. I appreciate that. Now, before we go into the roundtable, typically I have talking points from all of you. We dive into the topic, but I'd like our listeners to know a little bit about your company. So, Kent Sanderson, why don't you tell us a little bit about Optimize? I'm going to take about a minute and a half, two minutes, and tell me where the name comes from. I'm going to spell it. I've been dying to spell the name of your company on the air, Ken's A-P-P-T-I-M-Y-Z-E. I love it. It's just very fashionista. I don't know. But I'm sure that's not why you picked those letters. What does Optimize do specifically, and where does the name come from, Ken's? Uh, sure. Thanks for the compliment on the name. Uh, mm-hmm. a- Optimize uh, takes ad data and crunches ad data in an effort to uh, serve p- people, you know, ads that are more relevant and, and, and give us ads that we like. I mean, when I talk to people, uh, you know, there's more and more concern about, you know, creepier and creepier stuff that's happening uh, in the ad industry. And what we believe is that um, the answers uh, that advertisers and brands need uh, to uh, find their audiences and find the people that are really in the market for their products is all in some very, very common, easily accessible data. So we take in data from platforms like Google and Facebook and others. We overlay a bunch of other uh, data about cities and, and, and other uh, types of publicly available data. Um, and then we use it to generate a targeting strategy for our advertisers. It sounds something like, you know, you should be advertising at 9 a.m. on Thursdays in cities like Chicago. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we run an ad simulation where they can kind of test it out. Uh, that strategy, and uh, hopefully the ads get to uh, the ads get to uh, the users there uh, actually uh, in the market for that uh, product. So I'm, I'm hearing I'm hearing you say publicly available. So I'm thinking you're saying this is not the creepy Big Brother is watching you kind of no, it's following. the exact opposite. Like, tell me how is it the exact opposite? So we overlay 121 demographic attributes of cities. So like uh-huh. um, the city of Chicago has a certain percentage uh, married people, a certain percentage males, certain percentage, uh, certain household in- income, a certain uh, you know median age. It's very very. Uh, benign things like that that can amplify kind of the way uh, a uh, speaker does or like looking at a microscope some signals that are in um, you know advertising performance data that let our customers know 
uh, exactly how to reach their audiences. Thank you. Very interesting. It sounds like it's very smart. And tell me the name. How did you go with A-P-P-T-I-M-Y-Z-E? Very well, anyone that's done a startup uh, or started a company knows how hard it is to find a name that isn't mm-hmm. taken by some product in Argentina or, you know, some <laughs> part, you know, in some domain that costs, you know, $15,000. And, uh, you know, optimize means to, you know, mathematically increase, you know, or maximize. Um, and uh, apps, uh, I believe, ads should be more like applications. They should do things that are interesting and help us uh, engage with uh, brands much more than the standard picture, you know, ad that's out there. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of put that together, apps and optimize, and, and you throw in a Y because one of the products, uh, <laughs> you know. Why not? You know, <laughs> um, and you get optimized. I love it. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I, I think it's, I don't know if it's etymology. There's another word for dissecting words. Thank you, Kent, very much. Sam Bot, let's give you a turn at bat here. United Software Associates. Nothing fashionista about that. It's just three words that go together very well. What does a company do, and how did you pick the name? Well, it's very interesting. Uh, it's a long name. It's uh, You put it right. It's not fashionable, but I wanted it to mean something to uh, everybody, my employees and my customers. And uh, if you see our tagline, um, uh, you know, for about, we've been around for about 16, 17 years, and we've always uh, had our tagline, which says, best minds together. So essentially, uh, uh, the, the, the name actually uh, symbolizes the concept of bringing really bright people together, providing them with a work environment which is uh, uh, you know very very uh, uh, innovative and uh, making them you know come up with great products and uh, what we thought of so many years ago actually came true in the sense this is our third uh, big idea we are working on we mm-hmm. uh, earlier worked on an idea of sending uh, loan applications from auto dealers to lenders which eventually became a Nasdaq listed company called Dealer Track Mm-hmm. Uh, we worked on an idea uh, after the events of 9-11 on uh, emergency preparedness and response, uh, which also uh, was used in um, you know, several places uh, in disasters in the U.S. outside. Uh, and right now with SAP, uh, uh, we have built a healthcare analytics platform, uh, which also is uh, uh, you know, a very innovative way of uh, bringing, bringing a lot of health-related data on one platform and, uh, you know, helping in continuous medicine. Okay, thank you very much, Sam. I appreciate that. Robert, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to ask you, let's go back to our topic of pounding the pavement from pitch to positioning and all those other good P words. Let's talk about the usefulness of an interesting name of a startup as a way to, what did you say, it's people first. And Sam said, uh, not everybody just wants a handshake and a business card. And Kent said, quoting Phil Jackson, let the game come to you. So what is, what do you think that's a key, having a really interesting or a really long name that people could say, tell me what you do. What's in the name? What do you think, Robert? Yeah, absolutely. It, 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 um, it's great to have a, a brand that um, represents what the company is, what the company is doing. Um, ideally, it is something uh, catchy and memorable. Um, it, it, it is a, a real challenge with the domain names being um, uh, uh, taken up that often people have a wonderful company name and they're adding, you know, software or something at the end of it just because they can't get a URL uh, for, you know, is what they're hoping. Um, 
by a catchy name does uh, absolutely help, and ideally it's slightly descriptive so people know what space um, uh, you are in, and that uh, helps you find that right audience. Very interesting. Kent, why don't you talk to me? How We're going to go a little long on this segment, by the way. Kent, how many people come up to you and say, what does the name mean, or I like it, it's cute? Do you get come-ons from people just wanting to talk about the name of the company? No, we do, absolutely. Uh, Good. Uh, you know, people are, are asking, very much similar to what you said, you know, what, what, uh, you know, what does it mean? How do you come up with it? People actually really enjoy guessing and saying, oh, you know, I think it's this and this. I talked to uh, one of my friends who actually names companies and products, and I kind of knew we were on the right track when I got his stamp of approval. But uh, Robert's totally right. It's all about finding uh, that URL. We went through about... 150 possible names and had to, wow. you know, give up on six names that we really, really, really liked um, before we found one that we really liked that was also available. Thank you. I, I'm going to ask the three of you. Let's go in any order. I'll just say who wants to take it. The value of demos. We've talked about the casual part, who's standing next to you and who's online, who comes up to you and says, that's an interesting name. Let's talk a little more about preparation for what you're going to be telling people, the formal part of maybe you have a booth and you have a demo or you're walking around with a little DVD player saying, look at what we've done, and you have something interesting. How do you prepare that demo? Is it like a visual Elevator speech, or how do you think of the demo that you take to a major tech conference? Kent, or Sam, why don't one of you take this? What would you think? Yeah, I'll take this one, uh, Bonnie. Yeah. I, I think the demo is everything. Uh, mm. Demo, uh, you, you can do your entire pitch you know, off a of demo. I don't, I don't even think you need PowerPoint slides. I mean, people really want to see a really visual uh, product demo and as you walk through, you're talking about everything. You're talking about uh, your business model. You're talking about your pricing. You're talking about the context and history of your company. Your demo can say all of that uh, stuff. Now, one thing that uh, that kind of bit us <laughs> this time around at TechEd was uh, always have a video recording of your demo because you never know what the Internet is going to, uh, connections are going to be ah. like and things like that. So, you know, uh, day two we came with our, we came with our uh, demo recording because we had some glitches with the Wi-Fi. So that's, you know, you've got to be prepared for all the contingencies. Be very, very prepared. Sambot, what do you find in terms of preparing a demo? Do you throw everything but the kitchen sink in there, or do you get very selective? Because we know PowerPoint, PowerPoint, PowerPoint. Okay, you've got beautiful backgrounds, great font, wonderful colors, but really people are going to hang around for an hour just to admire your PowerPoint artwork. So how do you condense it so you're really telling what I call the visual elevator pitch? Sam? Yeah, I think uh, the best way to uh, promote your product is through a demo, but... Uh, People are normally not interested in, in your, all your technical stuff. I mean, you're interested in actually seeing if it solves some problems for them. So I would advise everyone that even if you are putting together a demo, uh, have that central idea uh, of what your product solves or does and how it helps the customer. And around that, uh, try to create a demo. And there are some useful tips which Ken uh, mentioned. Always stay prepared. I mean, you need to have a two-minute version, which could be in a movie format. You need to have a few slides, which are not more than two or three minutes. And then if somebody says, hey, this is a great product, it applies to my problem, I want to mm -hmm. see more of it, then have this longer version, two ways to do it. Either you can do it, at TechEd or at the conference itself or 
definitely make an appointment to do it later with that person, that one-hour demo or two-hours discussion or whatever it is later. So be prepared in every stage, but, you know, your initial demo should be around a use case or a problem which you are solving for someone. Thank you very much. Robert, you have anything to add about the, uh, the notion of a demo that is almost, uh, I'll, I'll call it kind of crudely cash and carry. You have it in your pocket. You can stick it on a DVD player. You can play it on a, on a, a loop that's never ending at a booth. You can email a piece of it to somebody. Any advice in addition to what Sam Bat and Ken Sanderson already shared? Yeah, they're, they're both right, right on the mark. I mean, all I would add is that Tech, it is more of a uh, technical conference by nature, and so you mm-hmm. have people really expecting um, to see the goods. But at the same time, Sam is absolutely right that you have to start with a value proposition. You have to start with the Hani use case. If it resonates, then there's some interest, and then you move on to you know the next phase, which is you know here's the demo. If there's no interest, then I mean, as a start of focus, we actually have a a a, te- yeah, a, a demo system that has uh, all of our market-ready startups um, in the demo system with their recorded demos, and um, most all of them also have live demos in the system. So we actually have one centralized system where when, when we're talking to a prospect, um, we can you know, do a sandwich describing, you know, kind of finesse, you know, what's, where is their interest, mm-hmm. where is their pain point, you know, where do they want to go, and then we can click on that one, and then we have a recorded demo and a live demo. And the, the only other thing I'd just throw in is that mobility has made this so incredibly wonderful where yes. these startups can pull out their tablet um, or, or their smartphone and basically say, you know, here it is running, you know, live on, on dummy data um, or even, even, you know, a POC that they completed. That's so incredibly compelling. Wonderful. Thank you for adding that, that perk of mobility. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. You're listening to Startup Focus with Game Changers Radio. We just got Michelle Hickey, who is the backbone of the show. Uh, one of, I'll call you, you've just been promoted to co-producer, Michelle Hickey. Michelle is listening on the line. She's also at Tech Ed, and I know she knows Robert very well and everybody else on the call. We're speaking today, getting the words of wisdom from the startups that know how to do it. What do they know how to do? Pounding the pavement. We're talking specifically at Tech Ed, but you can pull this knowledge and take it to any tech conference, any place where you're trying to meet and greet and promote a company, but you'll find out today how to do it the right way. Remember, if you want to run with the Game Changers, you are in the right place. We'll be right back with Kent Anderson, Sam Bat, Robert Kapanen, and Michelle listening. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. Joel, take us out. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. With new companies like yours competing aggressively for top customers, your strategies and tools must level the playing field and position you well against your larger adversaries. Today, you are faced with global competition for both customers and talent that will drive your business. The bottom line, you need to define what's going to set you apart, and you need to embrace innovation in every facet of your company and your brand. Startup Focus with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Visit www.sap.com. 
In today's globalized world, the competition for customers and marketplace has never been fiercer. Emerging technologies, especially those like big data, can help level the playing field and enable everyone from established enterprises to nimble startups to radically change the status quo. The bottom line, if you embrace technology, you can innovate your way to success. Big data is changing the way we live our lives and do business. Learn how with Startup Focus with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Visit www.sap.com. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Listening to Startup Focus with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Email your comments and questions to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet during and after the live show at Twitter hashtag SAPRADIO. Now, let's get back to Startup Focus with Game Changers. Here we are. We're talking about pounding the pavement from pitch to positioning with three very smart startup people. Two are smart ups, and one is from SAP Startup Focus. We have Kent Anderson from Optimize. We have Sam Bat from United Software Associates, and again Robert Capanon from SAP Startup Focus. We're talking about how do you pick and choose what to do, where to go, spend your budget, train your people. What's the best way to be not overzealous, but certainly prepared to be flexible, to be mobile, all those good words. Prioritize your choices. Sam, I'm going to pick on you to start this part of the roundtable because we, we were talking before about limited budgets of startups and there probably are a lot of startups that want to go to a lot of conferences that are like, wow, Hollywood, we're going to meet so many people. Not literally Hollywood. How do you know? How do you choose? Is it a committee decision? Is it the CEO? Is it what's going on in your industry? Which conferences do you want to prioritize for your budget and your people? Sam, and then we'll have Kent join in, please. Bonnie, I'll be just honest with you. You know, you know, I have a simple rule of uh, selecting conferences. As mm-hmm. long as it's in Vegas, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm Sam and I, Sam, I was going to say you. I was going to say you've always been honest with me. So what are we yeah, talking so, about here? So here's go the deal, right? Uh, as a startup, uh, you have limited budget, but you still need to get in front of customers. So decide what your product is. And fortunately, there are targeted conferences around that product. Like, for example, we are in healthcare analytics or healthcare. Mm -hmm. Choose a couple of conferences uh, which would probably maximize your exposure uh, to this industry. Uh, The best way to pick, even if you have to pick one or two of them, is to talk to some mentors, talk to people in the industry itself, right? I mean, and those guys know where it makes a difference, where they are talking about technology or maybe they are just talking about clinical stuff, which is of no use to you. And, mm-hmm. you know, then go for it. And, and, and as far as the budget is concerned, you know, I'm, I'm reminded of a friend of mine. You know, I used to always run out of my budget when I was in college. And he used to always lend me money. He used to never say no. Okay. So if I say, mm. hey, you know what? I, I don't have money to eat lunch. So will you give me money? So he say, hey, look, Sam, here's two bucks. Eat, eat as much as you want in this two bucks. Okay. But he used to still <laughs> give me that two bucks. So what right. it really means is, let's say you have thousand dollars. Try to maximize that and Go mm-hmm. just to one conference, but do a real good job there. 
you know, so okay. that's, that's my idea and approach. And, you know, in terms of who goes, uh, it all depends on how many people you have. Many startups are just, you know, me and my dog type of a setup. So, you know, it's right. just you going then, leaving behind the dog. But if you have, if you're a bigger <laughs> startup, if you have more companies, uh, if you have more people, make sure that everybody gets the chance to go. It always is a better, you know, Cust- uh, I mean, I would say employee, uh, you know, uh, it's, you, you, employees feel better if they're a part of uh, whatever you're doing. So, you know, make, make sure. them also go. Sam, I want to put up a sign for you, but it says, Sam Bat, he's here, he's, he's going to be on stage all week. You're very funny, but very wise. Quick question, Sam, how many people are with you from your company at TechEd right now, and, and what is your core team uh, comprised of in terms of number of people that you would think of sending to shows quickly before uh, we get to well, kids. Uh, at TechEd, I'm the only guy. We we have we can't okay. uh, have more people. Uh, but we are also going to a- attend TechEd uh, in other places, and uh, mm. at that point in time, we'll hopefully send uh, our other employees. The core team usually consists of about in my company right now of about five or six people who are, you know, building up most of the product. So uh, we would probably rotate around them. Thank you. Ken Sanderson Optimize, what's your philosophy, your policy, or do you agree with what Sam said, or how many people in Optimize right now, and who gets to go, and where do they go? No, I definitely agree with Sam on, on his first point, that there's one or two conferences in almost every industry that you have to go to. So for the advertising uh, technology industry, there's ad tech, and ad tech San Francisco and ad tech New York are you know, the two you know, biggest events. Um, the second thing to consider is... You know where are they? So, for example, at Tech San Francisco, no problem. That's a that's a subway ride uh, for us. We're a San Francisco company. Mm-hmm. Um, at Tech New York, you know that that's uh, that's a bit more of expense. Uh, which brings me to kind of the third thing that you think about is what what conferences can you get into for free? The conferences ah. are all about you know bang for your buck and mm-hmm. uh, either with partners, uh, with customers, or even if it's a if it's a big, important conference, a lot of times you can get into the show floor exhibit hall um, right. uh, with a free pass, use it, get in there, talk to people, schedule meetings ahead of time, and set them up you know, on the show floor or in the exhibit hall, which is free. Those are all things that, uh, that we do uh, to you know, kind of get the best bang for the buck. Ken, does it matter to you where your competitors are going? In other words, you need some intel. I think that's what we call intel with italics and quotes around it. It says, oh, such and such is sort of doing what we're doing. They've been around about the same amount of time. If they're going to be there, we have to be there. Is that any that kind of thing when you're picking where to go? I, I, uh, for, for bigger startups, yes. So uh, mm-hmm. we're, you know, a a less than 10 team. So um, for us, not so much. But uh, when I worked for larger startups, you know, 20, 30, 50, uh, then you have a marketing uh, you have a, a marketing team that, and in some cases, that is, you know, paying for sponsorships at the, the conference or setting up a booth. And then that's really how you decide whether you're going to set up a booth is who you think is going to be there and is their booth going to be bigger than yours and things like that. But for the small, scrappy startups of our size, it's getting your, your front man uh, mm-hmm. there and getting him in contact with as many people as uh, you can. Very interesting. And how many people are with you from Optimize at TechEd right now, Kent? Uh, just one. I, yes. I'm here, here okay. myself. Okay. 
Good. Good to know. So it's you and Sam. Now, Robert, uh, you've heard what they've said in terms of picking conferences, finding the freebies, making sure you're where you need to go, not being so concerned about competitive intel. Any advice you give to the startups who come through the door at SAP Startup Focus, Robert Capanon, where you would say to somebody who's a real newbie, they're a real rube, they haven't done the tech conferences, they're aware of them, but they haven't gone as a representative of their startup. What do you tell them in terms of how to pick the conference, how to set the budget, Robert? Yes, it's a great question. So to begin with, obviously we have our wonderful SAP uh, conferences and Sapphire is the marquee uh, event Mm -hmm. uh, where um, we're really talking to, you know, the C-suite as to, you know, their business challenges, their business issues and how we can strategically solve them together. Uh, TechEd is much more, you know, the solution architect, um, you know, the, the, you know, the, 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 the people that own the landscapes. And so it's a different audience. It's a different crowd and it's much more, uh, you know, technology focused. So th- those two are, are, you know, are, uh, marquee, you know, uh, uh, you know, anchor kind of conferences. My advice, uh, to the startups is to, um, do a similar sort of exercise that we do, uh, on a, on a quarterly basis, but, you know, spe- specifically when we're looking at a, a annual plan. Um, look at the industry specific ones. Um, you know, for example, like, you know, retail federation, whatever your particular industry is. So there's a whole bunch of uh, industry specific ones. And look at the horizontal ones as to whether they're uh, relevant. You know, there's lots of horizontal plays that are very significant, such as mobile con- congress, um, you know, big data, you know, tons of big data ones coming out. So it's, mm-hmm. um, you know, very, very topical. Um, as mentioned, you know, just now the big hardware and software vendors, um, <clears throat> often that can be, you know, including SAP, um, you know, perhaps there can be some sort of discount, there's some sort of, like, you know, partner program, uh, perhaps, you know, you're being recognized for some sort of award. Um, <clears throat> always consider those as massive opportunities. And what I'm seeing is incredibly poignant, but it's very difficult to get on the invite list, is these sort of strategic symposiums where Fortune 100, Fortune 50 companies will say, we're going to bring together all of our, you know, top executives, you know, they're going to come prepared to discuss how we're going to, you know, differentiate ourselves, how we're going to win in the future, and they will have a small number of vendors that they mm-hmm. allow to, to come and join them, um, you know, maybe five or ten vendors, maybe, you know, two or three SIs. And that's a very privileged invitation and not one to be taken lightly. And what you'll find is that, you know, it's very rich content and they're incredibly, uh, uh, incredibly rewarding and, uh, you know, time, time well spent. Those, those are, you know, kind of far and in between, but if you ever get an mm-hmm. invite for one, that is a fantastic opportunity. <clears throat> so go through, you know, this framework. And then basically give each uh, event that you've looked at sort of like a one to five. So one, don't go. Two, go. Uh, three, you know, go and bring along maybe staff, a demo, something. And then, you know, five would be full out. We're, you know, we're going to have full sponsorship. And basically go through and rank them. And Thank then, uh, you. Obviously, there's the budget associated with them. Great advice. Thank you, Robert. We're, we're pushing up against the break. I know we stretched it, but I have a question because I wanted to be part of this segment quickly. Ken Sanderson from Optimize. How do you know when your attendance at a tech conference, any tech conference, is a success? Is it how many, forgive me for this, how many business cards you collect? How many uh, email addresses you add to your e-blast list? How many people say, I'd love to have you come out and give us a full demo? Quickly, what is the measurable that you consider success by? Yeah, I'd say it's meetings. You know, how many meetings did you get because of it? Um, you know, a list of business cards is nice, uh, but 
and it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. If you're having quality conversations uh, mm-hmm. where you know you're really talking, you know, on a deep level with people, uh, and that leads to a meeting, that's a significant prospect. And to me, okay. how if I get one or two of those, the conference was a success. Great. That's what I want because I think that's what people want to hear. We've been talking about tactics, but I want to know strategically what's the measurable, what's, what is that wall you hit up against and say we should have or we shouldn't, we will go back, we won't, based on the success, the outcome. Sam Bat, United Software Associates, same question quickly, Sam. How do you measure success at any particular conference or does it vary by conference? I think uh, in two ways. One is that can you collaborate with other, the people you meet there who can help you build what you're building? And can you find people there who can buy what you have built? Just these two basic, uh, uh, you know, measures would uh, decide whether it's successful or not. Okay, thank you. It's a funny story quickly before we go out. I used to work for Chase Manhattan Bank in their marketing and communications department, and we had something called the Chase Bag. It was a canvas bag in a beautiful navy blue or green. It had woven straps on it. It was the... Giveaway you had to get if you went. So one year we put up a booth and you had to answer these questions on a little video I designed. And you had to answer the questions and give us your information in order to get the bag. We didn't give them free anymore. So people who went to the conference said, yes, it was successful. We got the Chase bag. And I had to measure success by how many names I got. I produced a book of over, I think, 500 pages with up two pages per prospect who came to the booth. Let me tell you, pounding the pavement was never more painful. I don't care how much padding you had under the carpet in that booth. My feet hurt at the end of the day. Guess what? You're listening to Startup Focus with Game Changers. These guys are doing it much smarter than we did back in the day. We have one more segment. Guess what? Kent's and Sam and Robert, get out that cloth, that silk scarf, whatever you got handy, a ticket. You're going to polish off the crystal ball. And when we come back, I'm going to ask each of you, you're going to get about a minute and a half each. If we had this conversation five years from today at TechEd, do the math, TechEd 2018, what advice would you give to startups who are newbies behind you in that, that queue of experience? What would you tell them to be prepared for in terms of how to pound the pavement? I'm Bonnie D. Graham. We'll be right back. Joel, out. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. In today's globalized world, the competition for customers and marketplace has never been fiercer. Emerging technologies, especially those like big data, can help level the playing field and enable everyone from established enterprises to nimble startups to radically change the status quo. The bottom line, if you embrace technology, you can innovate your way to success. Big data is changing the way we live our lives and do business. Learn how with Startup Focus with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Visit www.sap.com. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. Listening to Startup Focus with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Email your comments and questions to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet during and after the live show at Twitter hashtag SAPRADIO. 
Now, let's get back to Startup Focus with Game Changers. Here we are. We're focusing on five years ahead into the future. We call this the crystal ball segment. I'm going to ask my three guests in the original order. Everybody get in line here. Not not in height order. In original order. Kent Anderson, Optimize. If you could look ahead five years, Kent, how blue sky is it? What would you advise a startup in five years to do to prepare for what we think will still be tech conferences? Go. Well, I'm hoping in five years, I think we'll, we'll have an app. There'll be some apps where you can walk around the show floor. It's pulling in social data from LinkedIn and Facebook and other places and location data of where everyone is that's walking around, and it's going to, you know, alert you and highlight and tell you, okay, these are the people that you should uh, be talking to, and even here's the places where the people that you should be, kinds of people you should be talking to are hanging out, and, and that's how we'll find each other. It's still all about relationship. It's just how do you get to the right person, you know, in a, in a relational way. That's great. I think in over a hundred, almost a hundred fifty SAP Game Changer shows, I don't remember anybody saying we'll have an app for that. Good point. And my question to you is, Ken Sanderson, is Optimize going to design that app? Yes or no? I don't think so. Believe that to be the other great startups. <laughs> okay, Robert is taking notes. Michelle's taking notes. Somebody has to design an app for trade show tech shows in the next five years. Somebody's got their marching orders. Thank you, Ken. Sam Bat, United Software Associates. Five years from today. Today, if we had this conversation, Sam Bat, what would you advise startups to do in terms of picking the conferences, preparing the demos, selecting the budgets, picking the people to go to the events? What What do you think you would tell them in five years? You know, I have a great uh, uh, you know confidence and great amount of faith in young people, and a lot of these startups, uh, you know, are uh, usually coming out of ideas which these young people have. So I really don't think that. Uh, you know, they would need any advice from somebody like me, but I'm pretty sure they'll be smart enough at that point in time to do stuff which uh, which I guess will wow us. I'm pretty sure that uh, every two, three years you see technology coming out of really smart young people, uh, which makes so many things uh, possible, right? Like today, a lot of things are possible which were just not imaginable five years ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, guessing the future uh, will only make you realize, oh, you know what, I just thought about this, but what has really happened is way ahead of what I even imagined. So, uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, I would, I would say that, you know, just wait for that, that, that wow moment, and I'm pretty sure all of us will be surprised. Very good. I like that. That's a real crystal ball moment. And Robert Kapanen from SAP Startup. You see these people coming in the door every day. You're helping them. You're coaching them. You're helping to give them the right focus, the right technology, access to HANA, all these good things. Robert, if you could project ahead five years, do you think you'd be doing something different in terms of what our topic is today, pounding the pavement? What do you think we might know by then, or what would you be gearing them for? Yeah, I I completely uh, agree with them. Now, uh, what Kansen and Sam just said, I mean, picking up on what, what uh, Sam was just saying, we'll be able to leverage technology for much more uh, personalized um, um, uh, uh, offering in terms of who we find, what we present to them. So <clears throat> technology, the software and hardware, 
will allow us to make a much more personalized message in, in terms of both mm-hmm. the topics and the content, but even like the form of consumption, you know, whether it's a holograph, whether it's augmented reality glasses that people put on and, and, and see, you know, something really, really quick, whether it's, you know, more and more happening on, on the mobile devices. Uh, perhaps even sharing or extending, you know, one mobile d- device to someone else's mobile device. I think of the analogy of, uh, you know, airplanes where we used to get on an airplane and there was no screen and then there would be screens showing, you know, one show which was, you know, a drama mm-hmm. for the adults and cartoons for the kids. And then, you know, we moved on to each seat, you know, having a screen. And then, you know, we're getting to the point where each seat will hopefully have a screen but also Wi-Fi for bringing your own device. And the same thing will yes. be happening at these conferences where you know not only finding the right person but a very targeted uh, message and very uh, and a variety of options as to you know how would you like to learn more Thank you. So technology will help the experience for the tech startups. That's not a circular reason. That's a good thing. I want to thank my three guests, but before I do, I'm going to give you some predictions, and I wrote them down so they're really easy. Next Thursday, right here on Startup Focus with Game Changers, we're going to be talking about getting down to business, getting the first customer, and then the second. Does your initial strategy change? And if it does, how? From customer number one to customer number two. In other words, are you learning as you're growing? Next Tuesday, Our show is HR Trends with Game Changers, Tuesday, 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern. We're going to be talking about the art and science of HR analytics. Great to have the tools, but do you have the right people looking at them, reviewing them, analyzing them, and figuring out how HR ties to the business? That's the mantra. And next Wednesday, Coffee Break with Game Changers. Wednesdays, 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 Eastern. I'm in Eastern. October 30th, the day before Halloween. No kidding. Best Run Cities Part 2. How are the cities that are doing it right, using innovation, using technology, talking to people and making things better for not only their local communities, but national and global economies? What do you think of that? Thank you so much to Kent Anderson. Wonderful to meet you. And I wish we had more time to hear about you being a jazz musician, but that's another show. Sam Bat, wonderful. Love your sense of humor. Robert Kapanen, pleasure to have you on the show. And again, a shout out to Michelle Hickey and Robert as well for honchoing this, for sponsoring the show. I'm having a lot of fun with it. I think we're sharing really great information with a vast audience who need to know what is it like to be a startup today, the successes, the pitfalls, everything along the way, and what's coming down the pike for startups. Also, thank you to my co-producer, Malcolm Kimberlin, who is on the ground. Somebody's probably seen him. Tell him Bonnie said hi at TechEd and Joel and the Business Channel team on World Talk Radio. Okay, here's my call to action. Let's take it seriously. Fasten your seatbelt. What are you waiting for? Go out and be a game changer today. Bonnie D. Graham signing off for another live edition of Startup Focus with Game Changers presented by SAP. Have a great week. We'll see you next Tuesday with HR Trends with Game Changers. Over and out. Thanks again for tuning in to Startup Focus with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. To keep the conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to Twitter, hashtag SAPRADIO. And please join host Bonnie D. Graham again next Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Business Channel. We wish you a positively game-changing week.